0: It's it's, it's just us, baby. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip is here. Uh, New segment today, and I'm going to give you the background of it. The, The segment's called Maxed Out on Maxim's maxed out on maxims. And here's the background. Yesterday, I was scrolling through Twitter slash X, whatever you call it now. And one of my favorite follows, a Black woman named, whose handle is at Metro Adlib. She posted, things people say that immediately let me know I don't need to listen anymore, quote, slippery slope. And then she went off on what she does well. She's a, a lawyer. I usually listen to her when she's breaking down the latest charges against uh, people in the MAGA community, Uh, but when she said, I don't need to listen anymore, when somebody says slippery slope, it's a lazy way to get by without having to think creatively about anything. So she says that I immediately screenshot it, and I don't know about everybody out there, but I have my own text groups, right? We all have four or five different text threads with groups, uh, and one of my personal think tanks is a text thread I have with Coach Chris Wharton, uh, the head men's basketball coach at Warren Wilson out in North Carolina, and Coach Esteem Rostogi who's the head varsity b- girls basketball coach and assistant director of admissions. We've all bonded over the last four or five years. Uh, you know, I really respect those guys, not only basketball knowledge, but just ability, uh, and giving a damn about the world. Um, and I go to them with a lot of my discussions, uh, and thoughts, you know, about things that I think are important. So I sent that screenshot at Metro ad lib, um, that thing about slippery slope. And we got rolling on like we usually do in our text threads and Chris coach, Chris Horton sent me back coach that reminds you, me of your hatred of the saying high tides raise all ships. And it was an aha moment for me. And I I went off via the text to the point that I was I think I was sweat texting. You ever been in that where you're just sending so many back and forth um, with your friends? You guys are all on a roll on a topic. I was sweating. Um, and we eventually decided like, yo, you need to podcast this. You need to talk about your hatred for the phrase, high tides raise all ships. And so that got me to thinking about what would this look like? You know, how do we, how would I, what would I present it as? And I landed on maxed out on maxims because maxim is a short, pithy statement expressing a general truth or rule of conduct. Right, that, that's the, the 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 scientific definition of maxim. Not the magazine guys out there that used to read that magazine. I'm one of them, but I also thought it fit because a the theme is a big proponent of hashtag death to coach speak, and we all coach Chris as well. We we dive into why we can't stand so many instances or versions of cliches that coaches like to go to knowing full well that we probably did those ourselves and want to improve, you know, coach speak, in my opinion, is at best lazy, is at best lazy and at worst intentionally stagnating. It keeps coaches, it keeps us very robotic as coaches. It keeps us from being authentically us because we're trying to perform to these sayings and these mantras. It keeps us from growing because either we're okay with a saying and how it frames something that we do as a coach in our day-to-day time with our players. So we, we just move on from it without investigating if the saying even works anymore, or which might be even worse, coach speak we've bought into is, and we're actively enforcing tired tropes. I mean, think about it. I'll give you a couple examples. old You can't teach old dog new tricks. If you bought into that nonsense, if you bought into old can't teach old dog new tricks and you use that in your staff meetings or with, in discussing players and considering player development, you'd completely miss the boat. You'd be actively missing out. There's a modern understanding, especially from the fields of psychology and neuroscience, that disproves old dogs. You can't teach old dogs new tricks. Research shown that the human brain is plastic and can adapt and change, even in the later stages of life. You know, it's neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity. Individuals can learn and develop new skills, new habits and knowledge throughout their lives. So this old saying that coaches relied on and people in society probably relied on would have prevented you from unlocking a player in your program. Let I me mean, take another one, take another coach speak that, that we disprove, no pain, no gain. And that's nonsense. That's the old toxic trope that has a ton to do with toxic masculinity. Because we know now from sports science that overtraining can lead to injuries, mental burnout, and that decreases performance. Recovery and rest are now, and rightfully so, platformed as essential components of effective training and athletes so maxed out on maxims is going to be my new segment and i'll bring kane on it when he has time to take on coach speak to take on mantras cliches um you know things that we sometimes just say and act on that don't need to be acted upon anymore um, we're going to devote to challenging silly shit, okay So let's dive into this one that that launched Max Out Maxims. High tides raise all ships. It was 1963 is kind of the origin, agreed upon origin of this. Um, In Herbert Springs, Arkansas, JFK, President John F. Kennedy dedicated a new Greer's Ferry Dam, a new dam project um, that the residents there for three decades had been pushing uh, to dam up the Little Red River to control flooding, generate electricity and create new spaces for outdoor recreation. It is a dread dedicating the dam. Kennedy uh, flattered the Arkansas congressional delegation and praised the dam and also tied it to his new bold economic growth strategy. Um, he said the projects like the Greer's Ferry Dam, quote, produce wealth. They bring industry. They big jobs. They bring jobs. And then he concluded with one of the most famous lines of his presidency, certainly not as famous as not ask not what you can do for your country, ask what you well ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. But also attributed to him and one of his most famous lines was a rising tide lifts all boats. And that spent a lot of time, actually, that kind of phrase, that maxim, a rising tide lifts all boats uh, in the economic world right it's been used a ton in economic growth income income inequality discussions for really the last 40, 40 last 40 years um, you can see it in the congressional record throughout the various presidencies and leadership of the country almost 300 times but that doesn't mean it's true you know frequency doesn't equal relevancy half the time and frequency sure doesn't equal accuracy uh so factually speaking let's dive into tides. Right. Because I also know before I dive into destroying this thing, tides are a real thing. Right. Tides can be flood or rising tides or tides can be ebb tides or falling tides. Sea levels themselves are being changed by oceans when those oceans are closer and closer or further away from the moon's gravity. So if you're facing the moon's gravity, the moon's gravity will pull the water one direction. When you're farther away, the water will go a uh, different direction. You know, it all depends upon how the earth is facing, where the moon's at. There's science involved. Mariners, sea captains, shipping experts, they need to know tides. But was it actually meant for economics? Was it meant to be included in discussions around diversity, equity, inclusion, where you find it a lot lately? Um I don't know. I don't know if that was the original intent, but I'm here today to talk about how it's been stated to me in my living experience so many times during the past 20 plus years of my time in college athletics. You know, a lot of the time this phrase was used as justification when somebody, a direct report of mine, somebody that was my boss, was telling me to do less, um, whether it's in recruiting. Fundraising, character development, planning, executing, travel planning, I, whatever. You guys know me. I'm a person that likes to embrace innovation. I like to just go do, and even if I hashtag fail quickly, I feel like there's strength in that quick process because I will take the next path with evidence of why the last one didn't work. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna do things quickly, fail at them. And then go again in a different direction based on the lessons I learned. Rinse, repeat. Okay. And I'm not saying that every single decision decision I made throughout my time as a head coach in collegiate basketball was always the right one. No, I, I'm not that. I'm not that. I don't have that much hubris. Right. But it was often the first. Per, I was often the first person to act. I was also the often the first person person to adopt something. Um, and it was often rooted in innovation and not adopted yet by others. So I'm moving first. I'm out. I'm going okay and more times than I can count honestly I was asked to wait I was asked to cease I was asked to hold up come back via kip high tides raise all ships nonsense but it was never in terms of kip your innovation your choices your first to act your willingness to be first is going to raise the rest of us it was always framed as kip you going out there and trying new trying different trying it now is harming everybody. We need you to come back. I felt constantly being pulled back and having to wait for others. And that frustration mounted in me over the years. Um, Many of my former assistants, Coach Chris Horton, now a head coach, can tell you these stories and vouch for me for being in the offices, being in the spaces where I was told by one direct reporter or another Hey, high tide, raise all ships. And either they saw the wrinkling on my face, the sheer vitriol I have for that saying, or really in the last two to three years of my previous job, my immediate comeback was when somebody told me high tides raise all ships, my immediate comeback, and one that I will go to my deathbed in probably, is that only works. High tides only raise ships that are all anchored to the same stationary dock. I'm already out to sea. We are sailing. We aren't coming back. I've always chased at the idea of being tethered to someone else, especially in areas or situations where I'm willing to take on something now, wear the results, and go at it again while someone else is still mired in the stagnation of fear of consequences. The analogy was never used to encourage others to adopt new. It wasn't used to encourage other others to grow. It wasn't used to encourage others to pull more of their own damn weight. It was always used to prod me or other innovators to slow down, revert and regress to a standard below what I was operating at. Hell no. This isn't a thing. We can't do this. Um, and I really felt vindication today in deep diving this more and, and doing research. Um, I felt vindicated in my approach that that only is true. High tides only raise ships that are stationed at the same dock. Um, Sea captains, maritime research, they want to set sail during high tides, okay High tides are often potentially dangerous if you're anchored, so sea, sea captains want to use high tides to get out of harbors and get onto their journey. you know I, I think I think being anchored symbolizes restriction missed opportunities, and it also doesn't allow you to navigate freely. High tides in maritime science, let's call it, allow captains the most freedom to move. About allow them to go you can steer however you want to it should be the time to encourage innovators to get out there and go see what see what happens it's not meant for sedentary fear um there's a there's a lot to be said for coaches and other people this also applies to other p- businesses and career settings or let me go man the high tide is not is on a lot of instances keeping me stuck here I need to go. Um, I also think high tide is a, is a version of either an intentional misdirection or learned helplessness on the part of administrators or, or, um, direct over supervisors using it on somebody underneath them internally misdirection. I think internal misdirection, I think comes in because, you know, to use the analogy, you can't even give me a boat worth a dam. You can't give me a ship that's seaworthy. You can't give me supplies to feed my sailors adequately. And you can't give me the wet gear necessary to keep them warm on the journey, but you're telling me that you're going to affect the moon and the ocean in some positive way? You don't have the capacity. It's intentional misdirection. It's also a learned helplessness, because if you can't give me a seaworthy vessel and a crew, don't promise me the moon. You literally can't clean my deck boards of my ship. How are you going to change the rotation, the gravitational pull of the moon? And I realize I'm leaning into this analogy, but so many times you can't give me a budget, you can't give me infrastructure, you can't give me staffing, you can't give me so many different things, barriers of entry to the campus, but you're going to sit back and pretend for some magical shift in the entire environment that's going to lift everybody up at the same time? No, that's internally misdirection or it's learned helplessness. Um, A lot of leaders want or advocate for you and your particular engine to rev so fast that it's going to cause the lifting of other programs and other people in your department you're going to burn even if that was true even if your engine could spur the tides which we know it doesn't you'll burn out you'll be the expense paid to raise everybody else a little bit because you'll burn out doing the list that's 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 not growth. Okay. Not to mention, the tide assumes that everyone anchored to the same dock is in the same race to the same destination, and the award or the motivation is based upon all of us arriving at the same time. And that's not true. If you're a coach running your own program, the athletics department finish is is secondary to what you're trying to accomplish. Your ship is in a race against a ship in an entirely different fleet, in an entirely different harbor. It's you versus them t- racing to another specific destination. You're not racing with the fleet in your harbor. My race isn't won or lost based upon how all 12, 20 of us do. It's based upon if I beat that ship way across the ocean to the destination. If I got out of the gates early, satellites confirm I'm up against a faster boat with a more experienced crew. Why in the hell am I going to go backwards and wait for the rest of my group? to launch i got to go each sport in a department each each department in a corporation is racing against the competition they're not judged upon the finishes of the other sports the 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 entire high tides raise all ships analogy doesn't work for the actual we're not raising up in the ocean we have to get somewhere across it now, as I, as I wrap up my takedown of High Tides Raise All Ships, people are probably saying, Kip, aren't you the teams of men guy? Don't you preach healthy manhood, emotional fluency? Absolutely, and I think I am embracing that because this analogy has been used to stagnate players and programs in teams of men as well. When teams of men programs, mine that I ran or others that we work with now, have have dove into the work and spent 20 to 25 specific touch points and meetings and conversations and activities on topics and some other program has never touched on one of them starts i've had athletic department supervisors tell me hey i need your guys to come to this event which is literally at point a and we're out here at point s and when i say no we've already covered that well kip no one else has covered it and high tides raise all ships so we need to bring you guys back to this too we need you guys to be seen there so other people will give a damn Now, you should have made it mandatory for everybody else when we set sail on our journey of teams of men. When we brought up victim advocacy in August, why are we going to the first learning portion of that session in February? We're already ready to launch a Believe Survivors Night going forward with the knowledge we have. So no, I don't think teams of men excludes me from taking down High Tides Raise All Ship. The point of a ship is not to just float it's to sail to take a journey to move forward high tides at best anchor you to cement raise a little few the few feet higher we want to leave the harbor and go chase something uh, so i want us with this matched out on maxim segment don't just critically evaluate high tides raise all ships yeah start there with me today but i want you to advocate for genuine support and recognition through language because words matter in your life, like, why are we saying the things we say? Are they actually true? And if they're not, by repeating them over and over, we're not moving forward. We gotta be—we're maxed out on these maxims. Let's learn new things and say new things. Cross the streams. It's, 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 it's just us, baby.